Oh, yeah. 
Good nerve, Shabbos. That's uh, Steve, who are who are sponsors today. Uh, thank you to Adam and friend Edelman for sponsoring uh, in honor of their daughter Ella's engagement to Maishi Deutsch with Ma- S of Lakewood. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. She wishes she could be here. <laughs> okay, you paid for that. You paid no, for that. no, sponsorship does not come with a speaking part. Right, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's an extra 50 bucks. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> you won't even know what's on your bill, really. <laughs>
Um, thank you to Yaakov Benzikain for sponsoring in honor of his brother-in-law, Akiva, with much hosluch on his new beginnings, and the spouse of Claudius Yisrael during his difficult time, and Rabbi Silver's love of Nusach. Can't get this enough is, of it. By the Can't way, this is, this is like Yoni's birthday. Yes, I understand. I, this is my divine Yoni. retribution for Yoni Frager's birthday, yes. <laughs> this was all yeah, I got out. it, I got it. Um, next, 803999 left the group. No, that's not it. Um, <laughs> thank you to Nathan Adler uh, for sponsoring as his host for the safe and quick return of the hostages and the success and protection of the race. On me, on me, on me. And we're raising money for the building campaign. Yes, that's on the chat as well. But, uh, <laughs> <We're just going laughs> thank you. I was say, audio uh, on that? I didn't get enough copies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should drop out of five of the chats. <laughs> there is a buyout option. There is a buyout option. There is a certain amount that if you contribute, you'll never, ever get a message from me again. That's, uh, no, you, you get a private message from the when each year ends. That's right. That's right. That is correct. I also tremendous Yashkoch Trib Tzvi for the beautiful spread tonight. Really, really beautiful spread. Uh, incredible. And I will say, please enjoy. Enjoy. We have a great schos to have the fruit of Eretz Yisrael with us tonight. So make sure to, uh, to sample everything beautiful that comes from Eretz Yisrael. I know it's already Matzei Tu B'Shvat, but it's Erev Shabbos, you know, Yaakov asked me before, like, you know, isn't Tu B'Shvat over? The truth is, when you really understand what Tu B'Shvat is, you begin to understand, I'm sorry? Oh, and Ellie's birthday, Tu B'Shvat. Oh, Ellie's birthday. Ellie, 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 what number? How old? Old enough. Oh, come on. Old enough to know better. How old? How old? The age, 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 age is a badge of honor. How old? You're young. Young at heart. There might be a four. And? No, it's not being recorded. Don't worry about it. Is this on the podcast? No, don't worry. All right. Happy birthday to Ali Brown. We dedicate... We dedicate our learning. We dedicate our learning. A very, very difficult week for, for Kalal Yisrael. An overwhelming week for Kalal Yisrael. And just, you know, the, 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 nature, the nature of like our, of our people is every time we kind of think that we have hit the, the pinnacle of pain and that we've gone ahead and we've experienced everything that we think we're going to experience, then something else happens that just amplifies and, and, simply, and simply overwhelms. And so the, the idea that this week there was one day 24 hours in which 24 soldiers were killed, Al-Kiddush Hashem, is, uh, is, is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You know, sometimes the danger, the danger in numbers is that you begin to just think about numbers as a group. But it's important to understand that every single one of those soldiers, every single one of those precious men, is someone's son could be someone's husband, someone's father, someone's brother, someone's friend. It's 24 worlds that are destroyed. And, and, and multiply that by the number of lives that each of those people were interconnected with. It's a khurban. It's a, it's, it's a khurban for Kalal Yisrael. Losses like the kind that we have endured. And losses coming on the heels of 110 days of losses. And especially this week, again, it's important that, you know, every, every loss is significant. But one of the precious soldiers who died al Kiddush Hashem, a young man by the name of Ayal Twito, who was one of the, he spent a year in our community here at Or Chadash, one of the Shinshinim, one of the young men who came from Eretz Yisrael, to kind of like a year abroad to give back to the greater diaspora Jewish community lived by, by Jacob and Julie. It was actually, actually Jacob, I don't know if Jacob really reminded me that he was actually was it the Purim of COVID? The Purim of COVID? Before COVID? It was COVID year. And I think you were biased. Right. So I think maybe he was, I think you literally mentioned he was by our house on Purim for the Suda. You know, just a, a young young man with such a, like all of these young men, with such bright and promising futures, a whole lives ahead of them. And lives so tragically cut short. So tragically cut short. I will say, but we have to remember that there are so many thousands of Jews who have lost their lives, which creates an urgency for us to live more impactful lives, to live more impactful lives. So many have given their life al Kiddush Hashem, and they've given their lives for us. Every soldier that dies al Kiddush Hashem, well, why is he giving his life? He's giving his life for Am Yisrael, for Eretz Yisrael. And not just Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael, Am Yisrael all over the world. 
literally people giving their lives for you and me. And if somebody is willing to lay down their life for me, then I have a sacred obligation to make sure that their sacrifice is worth it. And I will say it's a tall order, but I have to ask myself, am I living the kind of life that someone else should be laying down their life for? Am I living the kind of life that warrants someone else sacrificing themselves for? It's a big question. It's a big question. It's an overwhelming question. But every single one of these precious soldiers are giving their lives for you and me. And we have a sacred task, a sacred duty to make sure that their sacrifice was worth it. To make sure that because literally again, like we say to a little boy at his bris, through your blood, we will live. Through their sacrifice, through their sacrifice, through their sacrifice, we have the ability to live, to grow, to accomplish at the Surah Kaddish Baruch Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Shira, Shabbos Shira, Parshas B'Shalach, Matzei Tu B'Shvat. Look, look at this time that we're sandwiched. We're sandwiched in between the beauty and holiness of Tu B'Shvat, the beauty and holiness of Shabbos Shira. <coughs> I will say, let's just be makabal upon ourselves. Literally be makabal upon ourselves. That in Hashem, we should be zochah to live the kind of lives that validate and make their sacrifices worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And what we do and how we live, Amir Hashem should provide an aliyah to the neshamas of all of our kiddushim. Kiddush Baruch Hu should give all of their precious neshamas an aliyah. All of their neshamas should find menucha, tachas, kanfei, ashchina. Kiddush Baruch Hu should shower bracha and nechama upon their mishpachas. So I will say most of all, what we yearn for, yearn for more than we're just singing. Ben David Yavovi Galinu. I say, I don't know, I think, I don't know if you're feeling it, but I certainly feel just an, an overwhelming sense of exhaustion. Overwhelming sense of exhaustion. And it's not just getting enough, not enough sleep at night. There's a certain sense of spiritual exhaustion. There's a certain sense of like, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. We can't, we simply can't go on like this. Ben David Yovovi Galeno. it's enough. It's been thousands of years of difficulty, thousands of years of adversity, 110 days of overwhelming heartbreak. It's enough. And maybe if each of us just push ourselves a little bit more, rededicate ourselves a little bit more, and whatever your sense of rededication, Right? I'm going to get this shira on time. I'm going to dive in with a minion every single tefillah. I'm going to make sure not to talk. I'm going to make sure to learn more. I'm going to give more tzedak. I'm going to do more chesed. Whatever, whatever you're going to do to fill in your personalistic blank. If we rededicate ourselves, then we say to each and every one of those special soldiers, Your sacrifice allows us to live. Your sacrifice maximizes our lives. You gave your life so that we will be Zohar Miratashan to Makadesh Shem Shamayim with ours. May we be Zohar to live up to that each and every day. May Akadish Barahu shower bracha upon all of Klai Swabasoros Tavos and Halavai. How great will it be? You know the day is gonna come when Mashiach is gonna come in Mirat Hashem very soon. And there's gonna be Triasamesim. And you know what the best part about Triasamesim is gonna be the best part? Is that imagine all of us getting together to learn Piazzetna? But of course, I'm going to be sitting next to David Schwartz on the other end of the table, right? Because the Piazzetna is going to be here. Right? The, the, right? the Piazzetna is going to be here, right? And he's never been greeted by a yeah baby before either, right? That's going to be right. That's going to be. He might ask someone to explain that, but but when Mike's there, right? There's a baby. There's a baby. So the Piazzetna. And I will say, here's the incredible part is that every single one of those people who we've ever learned in their memory, imagine having those people around the table. Right? Imagine Ayal Tuito, all of the other precious soldiers who we all learned and they'll be there with us. They'll be there with us. We'll all be together in Yerushalayim. We'll all be together in Eretz Yisrael. We'll all be together with the Piazetzna. We'll all be together with Mashiach. 
Let's continue. We're picking up tonight. Emir Hashem on page Shin Chof Hey. This should be, I hope I made enough copies. The Svarim are taking a little bit longer than, uh, than I anticipated, so I apologize about that. So we're picking up at Shin Chof Hey. So if you remember again, last week we had the dramatic story, the dramatic story of um, the... Oh, I'm sorry. The dramatic story, ultimately, of the old guy, right? The old man who could not stop thinking about crucifixion. Remember again, remember again that whole crazy Misa. So remember again, I will say, what was the point that the Piagetna was trying to go ahead and bring out from that Misa? He was trying to bring out that when it comes to our Yetzirah, when it comes to the things that are broken inside of us, often we assume, what do we have to focus on? I have to focus on containment and restraint. I have desires to do something, I have wants, I have a Sahara. So what's my goal? My goal is contain, restrain. Don't act on impulse. Don't act on desires. Don't do whatever you want to do. And of course, it's absolutely true. But the Piagetna is highlighting about says, remember again, there's something even stronger. There's something even higher. What's even higher than containment and restraint is a rooting out of the evil inside. My ultimate goal, because we'll remember again, if I live a life of just containment and restraint, then I will say, what am I like? Remember again, what, the what am I like? What am I like? Who does he compare me to? A criminal. Right? I'm just a criminal. Right? At the end of the day, I'm just like the guy in jail can't do whatever he wants because he's contained and restrained. I too can't do whatever I want because I'm contained and restrained as well. I want something more. I want something more. I want to identify the stuff that's broken. I want to identify the stuff that is negative inside of me. And some way, somehow, I want to purge myself. Most remember again is muscle with the guy with the stomach ailment. The guy with the stomach ailment is throwing up all the time. So if he goes to an average doctor, if he goes to an average doctor, what is the average doctor going to treat? What is he going to treat? The symptoms, the vomiting. He'll get him to stop vomiting. But he never addresses the core issue. So you can get the guy to stop vomiting. He'll stop for a little while. Stop for a little while, right? But Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, the ailment is still there. As opposed to if you go to the expert doctor, the expert doctor will know, I got to get down to the root of this. It's the same thing in Ruchnius. You could address <coughs> symptoms of spiritual illness or a person could go after the root cause. I want to find that root. I want to find that ulcer, that spiritual ulcer. And I want to get rid of it. I want to root it out. So we'll say, let's pick up. A quick question. Yes. How does one know when they got to the root? Oh, good. It? We're going to get to that. Okay. that was so Steve is asking, Steve is asking, first of all, how do you know what the root, how do you know when you got to the root? Right? And, and alongside of that, of course, we haven't even gotten to, so how do you do this? How, how do you do this whole thing of rooting out? So again, right now, P.S. Justin is just setting the table for us. So we'll say, page shin chaf hey, the paragraph that begins, Va'al tabahal baruchas. So we'll say, this is incredible. So the Piazetna is the Atabal Baruchalashideni. So Piazetna says, You're probably reading this and you're getting totally overwhelmed. Totally overwhelmed. Right? And what are you overwhelmed by? You're going to say to me, so mostly the Piazetna says, page Shin Chaf Hey, the paragraph that begins the Al Tabahel. So mostly so the Piazetna says, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, come on, this is a totally unrealistic expectation. And mostly, I think many of us, when we learned this piece of the Piazetna last week, on one hand, it's exhilarating, and then it kind of morphs into a feeling of being overwhelming, and then it morphs into like, no, this is not for me. This is not for me. I'm going to focus on the Kugel. Right? So mostly, so, so, which by the way, it's the. It like, should be in a museum. It's beautiful. Smamish is beautiful. Really? I'm sorry? It's incredible. It's healthy. It's healthy. Oh, this, is fat, this is the fat-free recipe. Yeah. Gluten, gluten-free fat. So let's, let's listen to this. So the Piagetna says, you're probably thinking to yourself, totally overwhelmed. We'll say, because what, 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 why? My whole life, my whole life, I've been focusing on containing and restraining. And to me, that's my struggle, mm. containing and restraining. And if I'm able to contain and restrain, I feel like I'm the top of the world. Like, that's great. I'm not acting out. I'm not acting out. I'm keeping it together. And now the Rebbe comes along and he tells you, no, 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 that's not enough. That's not enough. You have to rid yourself. Rid myself? We'll say, rid myself? So let me get this straight. I'm going to get rid of my Yitzhahara, so it's not going to be here anymore. That, 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 that's what we're talking about. 
I, I got it. And I understand that there are certain people who can do it, but like that's like Davidic level Ruchnius. Right? That's not me. A guy like me, I'm happy to contain and restrain. To totally get rid of the Yitzhahara. So Rapia Jet says, you're probably thinking to yourself, no way I could possibly accomplish this. So Biyajat says, if you're thinking that, what does that mean? It means you don't understand what I'm saying. It's incredible. The Piyajetzna says, if you're reading this and you think to yourself, oh, I can't do this, too much for me above my pay grade, Piyajetzna, that means you don't understand what it is that I'm asking. Piyajetzna says, I would never ask of anyone something that is beyond them. Anything I'm putting over here in the Sefer, says the Piyajetzna, is something that is possible to attain. Something that's possible to attain. Emir Tzashem. B'mashal Neska, so he gives the mashal. B'mashal, like the mashal we gave. B'mashal Neska Le'el. Harofi Ha'elel. M'stapik Sh'olah Seitz Lahaki Lahaseitz Chutzah. So we'll say, going back to the mashal we saw before. Right? The mashal we saw before. The mediocre doctor. Right? What is the mediocre doctor going to focus on? No more vomiting. Right? And as long as the patient is not vomiting, success. Success. Right? V'hamumche M'rapi G'amesapes Asher Bitno Pnima. The expert doctor. He wants to heal the underlying illness. Now, now watch this. This is incredible. Now, when the expert doctor wants to heal the illness, he understands. This is incredible. The expert doctor, what's his goal? What's his goal? What's his goal? Get rid of the illness. They both say, what can he not guarantee? What could the best doctor in the world not guarantee you? What? That didn't make sense. It was good English, right? The best doctor in the world can't guarantee you that you're not going to get sick in the future. What he could say is, what he could say is, I'm going to get this on this. We're going to root this out and we're going to solve this problem. But in no way is that an assurance that you're not going to have more health-related problems in the future. And no matter how great the doctor is, he cannot make you any guarantees beyond what is currently within his control. But this, right, this issue now, the stomach ulcer now, he could take care of that right now. So you say, what's the nimshal? The nimshal of Piazzetna says, said, what I'm talking about over here is an issue of attacking and rooting out our spiritual illnesses as they exist now. And I both say, what's the, what's the great challenge of the human condition? The great challenge of the human condition is you know what happens, that as soon as you cure one spiritual illness, what happens? Something else will come. So don't think that we're describing over here a level where you get to a point where you have no temptations, no problems, no spiritual ailments, everything is fine. That happens. You know when that happens? You know when that happens? When you're dead, right? When you die, when you die, that's your state of being, right? No problems, at least no physical ones anymore, right? No temptation. That's it. That's it. So this is incredible. I'll say the what the Piagetzna is saying is, but the goal is to identify the stuff that is broken and to figure out how to, how to cure the ailment, not treat it, not manage it, cure it. How do I cure it and get rid of this spiritual ulcer? Recognizing that the human condition is such that as soon as you cure one thing, something else is sure to come. So be ready for I will say, and by the way, is, is this not one of the most frustrating things? If you think about a time when you've really worked on something, you've really worked on something, and let's say you've gotten to a level where really like the Piagetsa describes, maybe even cured it. And how do you feel? You feel great. Feel great, right? Like, like, like I'm ready. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that interview with art school for my biography. Now. Like, like now I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'll say, and then, and then what happens? And then what happens? The next day, I stumble in something totally new. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. And it feels like there is no end to this process. And then I have an epiphany that there is no end to this process. Life, spiritual life, is a perpetual process, a perpetual progression of problem solving. Recognizing that as soon as you root out one inner evil or one inner broken kite, something else breaks. Something else is in a state of disrepair.
And so my life is going and solving and healing one thing after the other. The Piagetsman says, in no way am I describing a state of being where, ta-da, you're done. Mazel tov, right? You've finished. You've finished. You've conquered every ill. You've conquered every evil. There is no longer any disrepair. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. He says, it may happen to some. For example, David HaMelech, so maybe there are some people like that. David Amalek maybe reached a level like that, right? David Amalek reached a level ultimately again where the Yitzhahara died inside of him and he was done. I was trying to point out, David Amalek reached that level. But remember, he didn't start at that level. There was a lot of heartbreak and a lot of missteps and a lot of sadness and a lot of personal tragedy until David got to level. I'm not, I'm not, that's not what we're aiming for. We're not, we're not aiming for Davidic completion. That's not it. Rather, he goes on, he says, Pijas, all I'm asking, all I'm asking, I'll say this, this is so profound, all I'm asking is that when I struggle with an Avera, resist the temptation just to go ahead and restrain, contain, and bury. See, I both say, we think, we think, and it's, so, it's such a different way of thinking. We think that the definition of spiritual success is, I have this desire, I really want to do it, I hold myself back. That's a win. Now, by the way, that's true, that is a win. That is a win, right? I'm sorry? Sadi Kamara, go, we're talking about Sadi as well, so that is a win. That is a win. But it's a partial win. We're looking for something much more. We're looking for something so much more than just simply containment and restraint. Don't simply be happy because literally you kept your mouth closed. Meaning, that, that, what that means is that you've restrained yourself. Restraint is not enough. You didn't vomit. I didn't spiritually vomit. Which I will say, again, I want to be clear, that is an accomplishment. Right? I will say, restraining myself, holding myself back from doing something that I so badly want to do and holding myself back because I know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want me to do it, that is a huge accomplishment. But it's a step in the journey. It is not the end of the journey by any means. He goes on, Rak Terape. So what's our goal? Rak Terape Esa Oh, so by the way, it's also incredible. The Lushan of Petzal Tachas Petzal Bosei. We're doing this in Dafyomi now. It's absolutely incredible, right? Oh, see, the beauty of Torah Bosei, th- th- this is why. This is why. You have to start your day with the Daf. You have to. You have to. No, it's, a, it, it's not even... It's, I, I don't get paid by the head. So, like, it doesn't... It doesn't, like... Uh, you, you, you have to. You have to. And the reason you have to, Rabosei, is because when you learn the Daf, you begin to see something amazing. Everything else in your life somehow converges on the same daf. Yeah, again, we see, we see it every single day. Now, by the way, now, by the way, Ahmed Yomi, okay, oh, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? There are many of us who learn Ahmed Yomi now, but I'll say, you know what we're doing Yomi now? Balkari. Balkari. We just said Balkari. We just said Balkari in, uh, in, 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 in Daf Yomi, Takana Sezra. Bal carry everywhere, right? Mamish, mamish, like, right? Uh, then again, it didn't come out right, but you understand. You, you, understand, you understand, you understand what I, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back and edit that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. start to share Yeah, we're going to, but you understand, what's it? At least you got, very proud of you, very proud of you. So, what, my point was just, again, incredible, just the word pets, right? Pets, atahas, pets. We'll say this is literally, again, today's Dafyomi. So, the Piaget's so nice, he says, Heal that which is broken in your heart. Heal it. Heal it. Now, we'll say, by the way, but again, we'll say the best thing in Ruchnis, and there's always the beauty in the Piaget's work, the Piaget's is about real life growth. And what's real life growth? You heal one thing, something else is going to break. And usually I will say it's like five minutes after you heal the previous thing. Uh, that, that, what's, the, what's the thing in the, whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole, right? right that, 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 that's what it is. In, I don't know, Yeshach Mabagai, whoever made up, it must have been a Jew. It was a Jew who made up whack-a-mole, right? He's teaching you how to attack the problems. 
He can't teach. There's no such thing as being problem free. He's teaching you how to be a successful human being. Or more specifically, how to be a successful Jew. To be a successful Jew means treat your ailments, not symptoms. But recognize, reject, by the way, no different than the body. Right? A person has an illness, so you go ahead, you heal one thing. What almost always happens, again, it's only a matter of time until something else breaks, until something else hurts. It's the same thing in Ruchnius as well. He goes on, he says, Hush. How does one find the, the equilibrium to be able to, I think, um, I think we would say in 2024, celebrate the constraint and restraint because of all of the challenges that comes with it to be able to pull that off while at the same time not feeling content with that. It, it, because so one, can, one, can, one thing sometimes contradicts the other in terms of like the feeling of it. If you if you are able to really master something and constrain something that you struggle with, and that's something to celebrate because it gives you chizuk, it's, how do you and then- And it's a stepping stone. It's more than just chizuk. It, it, is, it is a valid part. So I think again, the Piaget is not telling you not to celebrate it, right? In other words, we'll say, just a very important point. I, I have a desire for something and I muster up the self-control not to do it. That is cause for celebration. In other words, I should give myself a shkoyach for that. Absolutely. Uh, correct. But I think what the PSS is highlighting over here is what's the problem is that often we think, okay, like, I did it. I did it and I'm done. All the PSS is highlighting is that's incredible that you exercise self-restraint. That is absolutely incredible. But just know that's not the last step. <coughs> There's more. So absolutely take the time Give yourself a shkayach because a person should always recognize, you know, their, in, their, their, their intermediary accomplishments, so to speak. But at the same time, don't stop. The resist the temptation to think that you're done and move yourself forward. <laughs> Look at his lashon. <laughs> Throw the garbage out. Throw the garbage out. You know say, it's, it's such an incredible thing. You know what I say? You, you know, you know, you know what happens. You know, sometimes, especially if a person is zocha to live in a, a house where there's a lot of activity. You ever have like a situation where it's let's say very cold that night, and so you take out the garbage, take out the garbage, you come back in the house, and literally five minutes later the garbage is full again, right? So the Piagetsna says, "Well, say it's an incredible metaphor for life. That's what happens. You got to find the courage to take out your trash." You gotta find a car to get trash, but just know that when you turn back around, the bin is gonna be full again, and that's okay. That's okay because what am I gonna do? I'm gonna keep taking out the trash. I'm just gonna keep doing it over and over and over. But the beautiful part is, what's the beautiful part? This beauty in trash. What's the beauty in trash? As long as it's not the same trash. So I'll say that's the chap. The beautiful part in life is as long as it's different trash each time. That means. That means. I'm growing. I'm growing because the trash I took out on Monday is not the same trash on Tuesday. Now, Tuesday's trash, I can't believe that it's here. I thought I got rid of all the trash. But as long as I'm not... See, the, the problem in life is when you're taking out the same trash over and over and over, that's often indicative of the fact that I'm addressing the symptoms and not addressing the core issue. But if you take out the trash and now you come back, there's more trash, but it's new trash that means I'm not just addressing symptoms, but I'm actually addressing core issues. Page Shin Chavav. Page Shin Chavav. Shin Chavav. Uma Itzazaz. Well, so here we go. Here we go. Tachlis. Tachlis. How do we do this? So, okay, so we'll say, so now, now the beautiful part is I have absolute clarity. I think we should start this year, maybe at like six. Could we, could we, like, maybe make it like dinner? Yeah, yeah, an appetizer. Maybe, maybe we'll do like hors d'oeuvres, hors d'oeuvres six to seven. We'll do some pair, some pairing. I, I, I need, I need more time. I need more time. We're gonna need more sponsors. Yeah, I need more time. Well, well, Edelman is Edelman is in for a couple of hundred because he spoke out. No, no, because he spoke out of turn. And it's Tony Frager's birthday. So, so I say, so now, so now listen to this. So now, now, now we're getting into the, the crux of it. So now I both say, so now remember, now I know what I need to do. What I need to do is stop contenting myself with containment and restraint. Stop addressing symptoms. Get to the core issues. And I want to heal myself. Heal thyself. That's what I want to do. I want to heal myself. I want to identify that which is broken. I don't just want to treat it. I want to heal it and purge myself of it. 
So how do I do it? Here we go. What is the Eitzah for this? How do, how do I do this? So how do I stop contenting myself with restraint and containment and ultimately truly purify, purify my soul? So look what he writes. He says, Limut Rav V'Tachbulos Shonos Ba'avod V'Nechutzos Lazah. Pejasna says, it's hard. It's really hard. Very, really, truly really hard. Right? You have to learn. There's a lot of strategies. Excuse me. A lot of strategies. And a lot of fascinating, yeah, a lot of strategies in order to make this happen. But say, listen to this. He says, V'Hashem Yirachim V'Yizakini L'Harich M'Yizeb Makom Achar. says, and I'm going to tell you about it in a different safer. By the way, it's such a good hook, right? So now I have to buy all of them. I have to buy all of them. Now, I was going to say, so, sorry. so we're, we're going to see actually the Piaget's, the talks. Of, we're going to say, as we go through the Sefer, by the way, you're going to see a lot of themes reminiscent of Bnei Machshavatova. You're going to see a lot of things because there's a lot of overlap in the Piaget's various farms. So actually, what he's referring to over here is in the other Sefer, which we're going to learn also at some point in the future, of Hachsharas Havrechim, he talks about this concept as well. But he's, going to, he's actually going to go into it over here. Kashan Lovenu. Avaracious. Here it is. Avaracious Kaleitzos. The beginning of this process. The total beginning of this process, vi sold kalatachbulos, and the first of all strategies, he shebatzmecha tidrosh v'tachbots letakes lecha eitzah. So ultimately, I'm going to say, listen to this. He says, he says, the first thing you have to do, the first thing you have to do, is to try to come up with a plan, right? The, like anything in life, the first thing you always need is a plan. He says, vi look what this means. He says. We'll say if a person, you know, we'll say sometimes a person is, is having a difficult time and they need tzedakah. Need tzedakah. And I will say, if you need tzedakah, there's an obligation to take tzedakah. An obligation. But I will say, but every moment you take tzedakah, how should you feel about taking tzedakah? You should despise the act of having to take tzedakah. Why? I will say, because the danger in tzedakah is that I become a reliant person. Right? Now, what's the danger in becoming reliant? The danger in becoming reliant on others is that suddenly that morphs into outsourcing your success to others as well. So suddenly again, you know, if I have money, well, it's, it's not up to me. It's up to if someone's going to give me. Well, if money's not up to me, then the truth is life success is not up to me. Nothing's up to me. There's a danger of profound life laziness when you become accustomed to living on handouts. When you become accustomed to living with tzedakah. Gibor Achayel, but listen to this. Gibor Achayel, a truly strong person. Here it is. Here it is. Step number one in this process is recognizing the buck of my life stops with me. No one is responsible for my success except me. No one is responsible for my failures except me. Of course, I call the Baruch Hu. Yes, it goes without saying, Kaddish Baruch Hu controls everything. But at the end of the day, when I look at life, when I look at life, the buck of my life stops with me. Achrayas. Achrayas. Only a person who has true achrayas, says the Piazetzna, has the ability to make something of himself in life. Because otherwise, I will say, if you're not achray, if you're not responsible, then hey, I can't fix it. You know, Rabbi Nachman has a beautiful thing. Rabbi Nachman says, If you believe that you have the ability to destroy, believe that you have the ability to build. What the Rebbe says is the most powerful mindset in life is achrayis. I am responsible for me. 
I'm responsible for me. My father didn't love me enough. My mother didn't spend enough time with me. My siblings weren't nice to me. My first grade teacher gave me cookies last. My Rebbe talked not nicely to me. All this kind, right? We'll say, everybody's got a whole list of stuff. My employer never recognizes my abilities. My wife doesn't do this. My kids aren't this. My parents this. The rabbi's uninspiring. Right? All the different things, right? We've, we've, got, we've got it all queued up. All queued up about everyone who is at fault for me not being the best version of myself. Says the Piazetzna. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. You own you. The buck of your life stops you. Now, I both say, now again, does it mean that what other people do doesn't have an impact on who I am? Of course they do. Of course it does. Of course it does. But I both say, don't go through life. Don't go through life giving other people all the power. The power of who you are and what you are and what you want to make of yourself is yours and yours alone. And I will say it makes sense that the Piaget says this is step number one, right? Because if, I will say, if, if, you don't, if you don't have if you don't have a sense of achrayas, I will say if I don't have a sense of achrayas, says the person who's like, then what? I can't fix anything. Because hey, it's not my fault. I'm powerless. And I will say, and people love to do this all the time. Right? Powerlessness, powerlessness, it sounds strange, but powerlessness is one of, it's so attractive. It's so attractive. I will say, these are these parashos. Every single time our ancestors ran into problems in the desert, what do they do? Let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back to Egypt. They will say, because it's difficult to be free, because freedom means autonomy, and freedom means responsibility, and freedom means destiny. Our ancestors didn't want that. Every, they didn't want the buck of life to stop with them. They wanted someone to tell them what to do. So every single time something went wrong, they simply reverted back to what they knew, which was being slave. A slave has no autonomy. They will say, we love yielding responsibility to other people. Because suddenly what I am or what I'm not is no longer about me. It's someone else's fault. Piaget says, well, then close up the safer. Close up the safer. Because if you're not ready to be a balachrayas, if you're not ready to take responsibility over your life in totality, then you can't root out the things that are broken. If you're going to think about everyone who's responsible for you not self-actualizing, then at the end of the day, at most, you could address symptoms but you will never be able to root out the illness. He goes on, he says, now, here's the beautiful part. The beautiful part is that sometimes what scares us about taking responsibility over our lives is like, how am I going to do it? So I want to be a balachrais, I want to take responsibility, but how am I going to do it? Both say, here's the beauty. What's the beauty of Torah? What's the beauty of Torah? Both say, not a day goes by. Whether it's in Daf Yomi, Amad Yomi, Piaget, Mikro, whatever you're learning, I will say, not a day goes by that you don't walk away with some profound life lesson that helps you to become the best version of you. So Piaget says, sometimes we're scared to take ownership over our lives because we're scared that I can't do it on my own. And the Rebbe says, it's okay. You don't have to do it on your own. You've got a Kaddish Baruch Hu on your side. You have Chazal on your side. You have Dafyomi on your side. You have Piagetzna on your side. And what do all these things do, Abbas? What do all of them do? They arm us with the right nuggets of knowledge. They arm us with the right dose of inspiration. They arm us with the necessary life yesodos to be able to take informed responsibility over our lives. Don't be afraid of taking the ownership because you don't know what to do. Everything and anything we need in order to be successful, Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us in his Torah, and Chazal give us in their Svarim. He goes on, he says, let's just finish up the paragraph, As long as we arm ourselves and bolster ourselves and nurture and nourish ourselves with Torah, we'll have all of the information, all of the lessons necessary in order to be successful. So I will say, so now what we emerge from the, from the Piyazetzna, is step one. Step one 
in our journey, ultimately, again, of taking responsibility, taking responsibility over healing ourselves, purging ourselves of the ailments that afflict us, not just containment and restraint, but a little healing, achrais, one word. We'll say one word, responsibility, that makes all the difference. Yeah, it all starts by being a balachrais of my. We'll say, wow. All right, shkoyach, we'll say, we'll stop over here for tonight. The minister to be continued tomorrow. My riv, my riv in the main shul. Yisrael,